Welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome back to me. Welcome back to you. Back. How was how was journeying back east to see Taylor Swift? Oh my god, amazing! Why go so far? She was touring all over. Yeah. So okay. So everybody, um, we want to give a special shout out to Beth and also John. But Beth was you know new to this um, pod or new to this season at least of the pod. Um, yeah. So I was back east. So basically, I had. I had plans to go see Taylor Swift with my college friends who were still in Philly. And I have to go back like at least kind of twice a year to the East Coast to see family, And to make sure you disrupt at least one exactly. episode of the show. Exactly. As long as the season is broken at least one time, yeah. I think we're good. But I went back to see her in Philly. She was obviously amazing. Our surprise songs were This Love and Forever and Always. And that only means something to... Um, I mean, millions and millions of people, but not you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, not not you specifically. <laughs> but it was a big deal. She was great. But I also, I had a very stacked week. Maybe you'll care more about these other things that I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Friday I saw Billy Joel, like the Friday okay. I landed. Then I saw Wicked the next week. Mm. And I saw this play called Grey House. Grey House is a Tatiana Maslany and Laurie Metcalf production. It's not a musical. It's just I a straight play. Yeah, I did not like this play. Oh, no. I saw this play by myself. The tickets are not cheap. I was like, I want to go see this play so badly. I want to. I don't mind seeing plays by myself, but I was like, oh, like clearly this is important. When we ran, when I ran into New York at one time, you were out uh, oh, yeah. seeing Broadway shows alone, right? Yeah, that was actually really funny because I realized that this is like sad, kind of when you frame it that way where you're you were with your whole family and it was christmas time uh-huh. and you're like yo like what are you doing and i'm like well i am seeing two different Broadway plays by myself and also wandering around the city for like eight hours alone in between just a latchkey kid <laughs> it, was, it really did feel like that there is something about being though in new york when you don't like have a place to be in between that makes new york feel exhausting like, if you can't go back to your apartment and, like, lay down. Right. Or, I guess, like, just, you know, scroll. No, no 100% that city is so high energy you need, like, a yes hotel room or something, you know? Which is to say that I, after the Billy Joel concert, I was also running around. And then I got really sick for, like, two days. I had what I think was either, like, sunstroke or food poisoning. I don't know which one. So I get very sensitive to the sun, like that's like. So a, you like ate a dangerous meal in the middle of a really sunny day. Yeah, you're I, like that lobster bisque out in the hot afternoon. I actually, did I have anything like that? I don't know. I I don't. It's so hard to tell because the other thing was I was eating all like meals with a lot of other people. Like I wasn't sharing. Like I was like sharing a lot of things or having like the same thing as other people, and nobody else felt sick. So I'm not really sure what happened. It could have just been the sun, but it was awful. And I just like, oh, terrible. But other than that, great trip. Really fun. I also was in traffic for five hours going from Philly to Queens um, to see my grandma for Mother's Day. So yeah, other than those two things, it was a great time. And I had the best time ever. And it was a great trip. That's yeah. awesome. So thank you for holding on the fort. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Have you been talking to our audience while you've been up to I actually, okay, so I have, and I sent them questions, but I know we're trying to do questions yeah, for next episode. I feel bad. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's okay, because I actually had a question from myself that I thought was fun and relevant, so I'm going to save this week's questions for next week, but I have okay. a question since I wasn't technically on. Great. My question is, 
if you were if you had to pick a dance partner from the Riverdale universe that you had to be on the dancing show with for at least 12 weeks, who would it be and why? Wow. Yeah, see? It's a tricky one. That is big. Because there's also multiple timelines. Right. Let's uh, say this, this current timeline to make it easy. I think I could actually hold a conversation with Veronica about movies. That's true. So I think I would enjoy that. Yeah, actually, Veronica was pretty high on my list as well. Betty seems like she hates it so much, so why would you, like, you're ruining my fun. Yeah, but, you know, you don't think you could win her over? I guess, my sparkling personality. Like, she hasn't danced with you, you know what I mean? And then if you do the voice, she'll be like, she sounds like me, I trust her. That's true. I, or she'd be very afraid. It would be like a single white female situation. I could also see Archie being really bad at it. Yeah. But I really like this version of Archie. This version of Archie warms my heart. He makes me really happy. Yeah, <laughs> Weirdly, the bit the bit from last week, but it feels like this week with Reggie even confirms it. Oh, is yeah. like they're all virgins in this timeline. Yes, oh, and yes. it's weirdly more fun for it. You it know? is exactly, except no, I guess all of them except for Julian, which uh, well, unless he's lying. Yeah, he could be. I hope so. I hope they're all lying. I hope they're all lying, and also except for ugh. Fangs. Fangs is getting it. Yeah, I think Fangs is yeah. Well, the frog told us. The frog told us, that's yeah. right. Because you can you can use a frog to test for pregnancy. If you pee on a frog, the frog right. raises, get, has, gives birth. You, you'd become the parent to frog babies. Yeah, exactly. It's very confusing. Very disgusting. I'm really happy we have pregnancy tests in this timeline. This is chapter 125. We've been doing this for so long. So long. Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams. Do you want to know where that's from? Because yeah. I actually have seen this. This was a documentary. Uh, 1994 American documentary directed by Steve James. It follows the story of two African-American high school students, William Gates and Arthur Agee, in Chicago and their dreams of becoming professional basketball players. So this is very specific to the Reggie plot, obviously. Yeah. Where they're recruited to, I don't know if it's a private high school, but... It's two different schools. Two different schools. I've seen this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So two different schools and they basically follow them. They showed us this in college. Probably. But I, I saw it for the first time, at least. I saw it when I was doing like a program at Hofstra University. It was like a documentary thing in the summer. Yeah. So I don't think we watched the whole thing. It's like, yeah, it's like two different kids from like a similar area getting recruited to two different schools, I think. And then like different yeah. experiences. It was just like a really good documentary. Did I thought this was interesting. <clears throat> it won the Sundance um, Award for Best Documentary, but it was not even nominated. Um, huh. at the Academy Awards. Oh, oh, I thought, sorry, I thought you were going to say it won Sundance without being nominated. It's Everyone so just crazy. wrote it in and it just yeah. ran well, off. Dreams. Well, you know, yeah. how um, white were the nominees that year at the Oscars? You know, I did not look it up, <laughs> but I'm going to say, as the Oscars typically are, pretty white. So white. Yeah, especially in the 90s. But yeah, good documentary and obviously makes perfect sense with this episode. Yeah, it's a well-titled episode. Yeah. Reggie. Makes sense. This episode is written by Evan Kyle. He is currently an executive story editor, and he wrote last season Angels in America. Was that with the Angels in America? Were there angels in that one? I actually don't remember. You don't remember there were angels last season? There were angels. Oh, Tabitha's... Tabitha met that angel. Yes, but the also... And Tabitha she is, is an, an angel. angel. And both yes. of those things were revealed in that episode. Right. About racism, racism throughout history. So I guess that you can just be born an angel. Just like Can you? Or does a, a sorcerer from another dimension have to come to town right. for the universe to go, angel? I do think that Tabitha is an angel like as a person. 
every time I see her, I want to smile. She's really the only person I think that has completely felt like a new, like a not a newcomer to the show, like who I feel like could have been there from the beginning in a lot of ways. That's uh, been like the as last opposed to like as from the last like three seasons. Right, but she is the only mm. new character added. You think? I don't know. No, but like Evelyn, like Evelyn felt new. You know, she felt sparkly. <laughs> But like Tabitha Evelyn felt was never meant in. to last, though. That's fair. Like Tabitha is also the only character explicitly introduced to be a new friend and love interest. Yes, and also her connection to Pops makes her feel deeply ingrained in the universe. But I love her as a teenager. She's so cute. Yeah. I love her. This episode was directed by Sierra Glaude. Last season she directed The Stand, and then this is her first episode of this season. So it's her second episode of Riverdale. She's also directed four TV shows, The Crossover. Mmm, don't, mm, those that with the is, beach and the people were like came back from time. That's not very specific, but I think you'll understand if you read. No, it is a Disney show about basketball. Okay, so that's wrong. <laughs> I was thinking of something. The Passage? What was I thinking of? Uh, directed for Walker Independence. Okay, that's with the Walkers and the 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 show with the... It's Yellowstone on the CW. Yeah, it is. Cool. Actually, it's 1883 on the CW. Nice. Perfect. And PLL Original Sin. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. We have four storylines this week. Okay. We have Archie's first racism. I like that. You didn't know. <laughs> yeah, the dumb, dumb boy, but I love him. We've got Hey There, River Vixens. Oh, nice. Let's bring it back to us. We've got Workplace Harassment. Oh, yeah, she really was. Yeah. Bad and, choices. Uh, Tughead Set Stale. Okay, so I think we should do Tuckhead Sets last because that ends on the weird cliffhanger. Sure. Let's start with Archie's first racism. Great. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Listeners, Riverdale is a basketball town. Not a single one of these kids knows the epic highs and lows of high school football. Exactly. They wouldn't know. It's not cool. It's not in the budget either. I think it's very funny that the whole first season was like football, 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 football. How are you ever going to choose between football and guitar? And it's just, or she's never heard of music. No one either. plays music here. No one, no yeah. one uses the guitar at least. Not a single guitarist. There is significantly less. Oh no, it's not true. We saw Fang sing. Yeah. But there's really a lot less music. There's less. Yeah. It's I think weird. it's just a money thing. And yeah. Like thing, and maybe even the cast being like, "You're running us ragged. We got to do less." That's fair. Maybe it's more of a struggle to do covers of older songs. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the basketball team isn't good anymore. Not since. Fred Andrews graduated. And that was like 30 years ago, so maybe it's just not a good team. Julian is team captain. And no. as team captain, it's his right, apparently, to insult all of his teammates for losing again. I take back every nice thing I said about this boy. He keeps getting worse. He's the worst person alive. Archie has some great period slang. He says, cut the gas. Nobody's jazzed about what happened out there. <laughs> I love little Archie. I want to start saying cut the gas. You can say it anytime you want, John. <laughs> and I will support you. And I will, when all of our friends say, what is John talking about? Yeah. I will say, you just don't watch the show. Yeah, stay frosty. <laughs> stay, wait, stay frosty? That, yeah, I don't yeah. even remember that one. Frank tells Archie they are recruiting a new player from Duck Creek. Duck great. Creek. He is a 32-year-old man <laughs> named Reggie the Blur Mantle. Did you ever see, was it the movie Benchwarmers where they're like, they're trying to recruit people to be on like the Little League team and it's like a clearly like a 35-year-old man and they're like, how do you, 
how can we prove that you're 13? And they just hand them the paper that says, I am 13. <laughs> it's very dumb, but it's a very funny little bit. We got Reggie back. I love Reggie. This now, version of Reggie's the best version. Yeah, farm Reggie. He is soft-spoken and wears mm, flannel. Yeah. His mother is Korean, but his dad was born here, and so was he. I still think that his father is of Korean descent, though. Yeah. Because it sounds like his dad went through some stuff in the in the military as well. That would make sense. Okay. Uh, uh, he played for Stonewall Prep, but dropped out because of a friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, very exciting. He'll be staying with the Andrews for now. The Andrews are just like, you know what? Our dad died last year, but let's just make sure that we that we have now, as difficult a time as possible. With the new trauma people. boys assemble. <laughs> That's true, they are. Reggie uh, tells Mary that he stepped up to man the farm after his dad got injured in the war. And that his father wasn't considered eligible for the GI Bill. And that's the racism. And Archie is like, I just don't understand. That's so confusing to me because we easily got the GI Bill. And and Reggie does great delivery of like, yeah, why do you think? It takes Archie a a long time. Frank adds that the Blossoms will be covering income for the Mantle family while he plays ball for Riverdale. So that's, that's fine. That's not scary. No, yeah. Archie makes space for Reggie in his bedroom when Reggie sees Betty across the way. I like it. Never would have thought. I think, I think weirdly, it feels like they're kind of setting up Reggie for the center of a Betty-Veronica dynamic. Yeah, that's interesting. Which would be really fun to see Archie get a little peeve, to yeah. be like, hey, what's going on here? But those were my girls. They're, they're supposed to be in love with me. That's our whole thing. And then Archie closes the curtains and adds that that is a rule in the house. <laughs> now that I have those curtains open. This peep show, I love that this has continued for multiple episodes now. That the peep show thing was like such a scandal. Where this wouldn't have even been a plot point on Old Riverdale for like more than like a single arc on a single episode. Because old Alice never would have called Penelope Blossom to tell her. What the hell was that? Yeah, insane. Frank has the team split between Reggie and Julian as captains, and only Fangs and Archie back Reggie up. Because Fangs is just cool. Yeah, we love Fangs. Team dad Fangs. Reggie says, we'll take Dilton Doily. And I say, hell yeah. Yeah. I Also, I think Dilton Doily is like kind of a babe. Just saying. like They probably put him in the sweaters to like yeah. hide some. Yeah. The girls watch. Reggie smokes the competition. Julian pushes Dilton over like a big strong man. Yeah. And then Reggie tosses Dilton the ball to score the winning point. Ugh. And he's a good person. He's a good boy. And then Dilton does laundry for everyone else because he, he's still, that's his job. Archie invites everybody to Pops with Reggie. No one will do it until Reggie says he's not going, and suddenly they're all in, even (sighs) the black background actor. Yeah, that is interesting. Oh, Stella. It is interesting because I feel like this is like an area of racism that is not very explored in pop culture. It's straight up stop AAPI hate. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like I feel like the Korean War was such a recent thing for them, and it's something that this is the first time we've talked about. See, they don't get... Very specific, because I, I was thinking World War II the whole time. Oh. Hmm. But I guess you're right. It's too late for that. When was the Korean War? That's something I could Google. 1950 to 1953, so that makes Okay, sense. so that just ended. They don't get very specific about it all, do they? No. Though I guess, honestly, if you were in this time period, you wouldn't be talking... You wouldn't necessarily say the Korean War, because everybody would know what you were referring to, maybe? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when they started calling it World War II. 
Just a thought. It was like the, they were like one big war for people for a while. Yeah. I think Vietnam is when people started really categorizing shit. Because it was like Nam. Once it was just like, oh, now we're just going to keep doing this every decade. <laughs> right. Oh, this is the... Cool. Um, What's the 90s one going to be? Yeah. Gulf. Afghanistan? Great. We'll never go back. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> Afghanistan too. Archie invites Reggie to lunch. Not with the team, but with his other friends. But Reggie says he's good. Oh, I love Reggie in this. He's like... Mm. He's baby. He's sad, though. He's sad. But he doesn't like, trust anybody. I know. I don't understand how you can spend this much time alone with Archie and be like, that guy's going to come for me at some point. I know. He's so dumb. How would he do that? <laughs> that lamp can't be trusted. Yeah. Julian announces the Blossoms will be hosting a basketball mixer and fundraiser. And Fangs asks if the cheerleaders will be there because he loves Midge. Right. Reggie doesn't feel very welcome. Reggie doesn't want to go. Understandable. It seems awful. So Archie asks what the deal is, and Reggie breaks it down. See, sophomore year, he was juiced to play for Stonewall Aww. Prep. One of his teammates was Brett. <gasps> Brett. He's back. <laughs> he's he, back. He's back for like two minutes, not even. But here, here's, here's the thing. We can get into Brett's head easily. Right. right? Brett meets Reggie. He's like, this guy seems cool. I want to be his friend. Right, of course. So he does what anyone do, right? He's like, Reggie's poor, right? They need food. <laughs> Let's get him some rice. Let's get him as much rice as I can. Let's fill his locker with rice. That right. would be a really nice it, thing to do. No, it was a racism. Uh, uh, and, and it just looks like racism. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, he, he was just not thinking it over. Yeah, it, was, it, it, it didn't come across super well. Right, right. He could have filled so, it with like apples. Right. And I'm sure that was the second choice. But no, Brett. Brett's always doing things like it was murdering like high, people. What you don't know is it was really high quality rice. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. The benefit of the doubt on Brett always. <laughs> Clearly, I'm sure that that is exactly what happened. Because Brett did show up. Have they been trying to get Brett for a while? When we Maybe. saw those Stonewall Prep guys, were they like, let's give him a call? And he said, I can't make it, but I'll be able to make it later. They're like, great. You won't be one of these Stonewall Prep guys, <laughs> but we can get you as a Stonewall Prep guy. I think it's like... Since it's the final season, anybody that they can get who's not, and I mean this with all respect, who's not going to ask for a ton of money yeah. will come back. Just like Fast X. Sure. I don't <laughs> think that's actually relevant considering... They have a lot of money. It's too soon to put that on mic. Right, 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 right. And beep that out. It'll just be some nice kazoo noises. Right, exactly. And I'm sure nobody will decipher that. So Reggie will never give people the chance to humiliate him again. And that's why he doesn't want to be fun buddies with literally anybody. Yeah. He wants to focus on education because if he can use this basketball with schoolwork, he'll get a scholarship and be able to change his entire life. Like in Hoop Dreams, the documentary. Right. That's when Archie says, that sounds like a lot like a documentary that'll come out in 50 years. And then he slaps him in the face. Yeah. At the fundraiser, we see Fangs looking up at Midge, and I gotta ask, hey, buddy, how's music superstardom going? Yeah, we what, uh, What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah, you're playing basketball. Weird so. that Tony's like going through her shit this week, and not a single person has asked if yeah. she's still helping you with that. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if uh, Tony just kind of dropped fangs after she and Cheryl started dating. Like, yeah. Sounds like Tony dropped a lot of stuff after. We'll get into that yeah. soon. But yeah. Mayor Blossom tells Archie he appreciates the sacrifice to live with Reggie. The whole Blossom family, they take their masks off and their faces just say racist. Yeah. The Blossoms call Reggie a necessary evil for winning. The mayor was skeptical and asks if Reggie understands the opportunity has been presented. 
He does not, the patriarchy does not care about schoolwork. They just need him to win the championship and be smiling when he does. That's so insane, but I'm sure this happens all the time, honestly. This definitely happened all the time. Yeah. I Happens still all the time. The Blossoms are monsters, um, but also I like how they're being utilized in this Not season. Cheryl. Somehow Cheryl isn't racist like them well, this is actually a thing i was thinking as i was watching this episode how while i do think that this is good for the characters as we know and love them it is odd to me that all of the characters seem to be very um progressive whereas their parents are kind of awful and i don't necessarily think that's really reality no. of this time period even in our time period is usually someone's grandparent is much worse than their parents are. Right, but their parents are usually not great. There's, it's like a middle ground. They're like halfway there. Yeah. That's like the median. I think my parents are, are a little bit more left than, than other people's parents might be. Well, I will say actually, I think my grandparents in general are more, I don't want to say like necessarily like left, but more progressive in their thinking than like even sometimes my parents. I do think it's... <laughs> but they're, like, kind of very... Yeah, it's interesting. So, like, grew up in the suburbs of Jersey, which I think are very similar. I think your suburbs are probably also very similar to what Riverdale is trying to go for over here, right? Sure. When the 2016 election came through, I was very shocked to hear which neighbors, parents of kids I grew up with yes. voted the way they voted. I, I, you know, you grow up as, as a kid and you're like, everyone in my community thinks the way my parents think. Yeah. Kind of kind of deal and you can be wrong. Riverdale has made a somewhat surprising choice to and maybe it's always been the surprising choice they made that there's not a lot of diversity in thought among the parents. Yeah, that is I wonder if that's just because there's not a ton of time that they're able to give to all the parents so that they're like maybe it's better if we have the parents as a monolith versus the next generation. I think specifically this season that is explicitly the goal. Yeah. As, like, the birth of the teenager rebelling against the parents, more specifically the patriarchy, but have anything to say about that except it's just, like, it's the same fight over and over again. Yeah. It does seem, though, like they are <clears throat> intentionally planning the season around, like, a bigger culture war in the sense that they're going to have this next generation of kids be the bending towards justice in a way that their parents are it's not. it's so loose. There's not, sure. like, a this far in where... Eight episodes in, so that's a third of the season now. It doesn't seem like we have anything to, central to rally around yet. Yes. I do have a theory that maybe there is something going on that we're going to get to maybe mid-season that's going to be like the next half is going to be about this. But it has nothing to do with the We all thought, justice. You, you said... Next, back half of the season won't even be the 50s. I did think that. I'm thinking I'm changing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm wondering when they're going to go back. Maybe Honestly, they Honestly, it sounds like it might just be he wakes up at the end and yeah. it's the 21st century. What a bummer that would be, though. I, Guys, I kind of like the Gonzo stuff they do. Remind me what you mean by this. Remember when a comet nearly hit the town? Or Barely. the ghost train or any of that stuff? Sure, yeah. Bonkers stuff. I like that a bit. And maybe there's a balance to do. And I'm getting more and more frustrated that they just did a thing that was insane. And then went, anyway, 
I know, I know what you're saying. Forget all that. I gotta say, I'm really liking the character work though this season, and it's so fun to see the people playing something different that I do think I'm not itching to go back. And the problem is that this isn't season six, this is season seven. Like I could take a whole season of this, or I could take like 18 episodes of this if this was not the final season. But like we do have shit to wrap up. Yeah. Like right. we gotta kinda right. get there. Yeah. It's yeah. not that I dislike anything they're doing. It's that you you did this and you have to finish it right. this year. So yeah. like yeah. the more you put it off, the more I'm worried you don't have an idea. I mean, they gotta yeah. I don't know if it'll be back half of the season. I feel like this seems like we're gonna be here a while. But I think that's for rumor mill. Stuff, it's actually. like the most aimless season in a while. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it so much more than a lot of other seasons. Like, I like this better than it start. It started really great, and now I'm kind of like... What's going hey. on with Ethel? Like, what's going on with time hey. travel? Yeah. We just killed a guy. Well, did he kill himself? So no, hard to tell. clearly a milkman did it. Right, right. There was all that milk everywhere. There was that milk everywhere. That was crazy. Anyway, it sorry. sounds like there's no plan. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry, Reggie and Archie, they did a thing? No. No. No, okay. Reggie didn't go to the thing. Well, no, 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 so they, so they come back. Archie learned, he was like... Monsters. He was like, Reggie, your old school was racist. This is Riverdale. I am confident that we are not <laughs> racist here. Yeah. And then he went to the dinner, and the mayor was like, son, have I explained to you how racist I am yet? Yep, yeah, yeah. I'm racist, and I hate that boy, but I'm using him <laughs> to make our town better because I like winning basketball games. Yeah, they really said quiet parts and out And if he does anything wrong, it will be consequences for him and his family. Now, are you okay with that, son? Oof. And then Archie went home, and he finds Reggie in his room reading Super Duck. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was a good little <laughs> He's like, have bit. you seen this? Oh, we go with school with this guy. Crazy. Uh, and Archie doesn't want to talk about the mixer now. But the way he, the way the slide is delivered, he's like, how is the mixer? Were the girls there? I don't want to talk about it. And he, like, walks away. I was like, Archie, fake it or something. Dude, <laughs> come on. Julian runs warm-ups at school. And Reggie had predicted, because at Stonewall, he was getting fouled and checked a lot in practice and just being abused. Can I ask you something? What did it mean to be fouled? I did play basketball. So, like, in basketball, you're not allowed to, like, hit or rush into or touch other sure. players. Uh, and too much interference is a foul. And so okay. when these guys are, like, bumping into him and being like, oh, it was an accident... They're he fouling gets, him. He gets fouled? But you can, there's like, everyone has like a limit of how many fouls they can cause before they're fouled out of the game and okay. not allowed to play anymore. So you can strategically foul people. Okay. So what would, so, but if, is Reggie getting like points on his foul card? No, everyone else is. Okay. So they're just fucking themselves over? They're hurting him. Oh, so because they're physically. And they're impeding his ability to play basketball. Okay. Which but... would impede his ability to get the scholarship that he needs. Right, so they're just making it more difficult for him to play basketball, but they are ultimately, in the sense of the game, hurting themselves because they're getting accumulated. Right. But in another much larger sense, this is practice. So right. the game is meaningless. They're right. just hurting Reggie because they can. Right, they're just being mean and physically abusive. Yes, Okay, yes. cool. Julian won't pass to him and calls him a banana boy. Not a great insult. Yeah. Oh, it's a color thing. No, I get it. I get it. But like, also, it's pretty mean. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mean, racist thing. Uh, 
I feel like it's weird that I that I hear a racist comment and be like, it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, no, they're usually not. They're usually not. Racism uh, is just generally like the le- I think the thing with racism is that it's always so ridiculous to judge someone for the, like the color of their skin or where they're right. from. It's that it's never like, fun. The weakest punchline is just like they're different than us, or I don't know what their food is, or they're right. Yeah. And- <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, like you just seem uneducated. And awful. Yeah, I bet they have way funnier jokes if you actually asked them for some. Yeah, but no, people love racism. People love to be racist. In this so Archie, world. Archie punches Julian out and tells everybody they are stopping AAPI hate right now. Yeah, they are teammates. If they're not on board, they can leave. And that includes uh, Julian, the team captain. Which I feel like Archie just became team captain. Yeah, he does why? like a look at me. I'm the captain now. Yeah. And, and then he like, he, he prints out a C he made at home and sticks it to his, uh, <laughs> is, is, is the, he is the captain now. Yeah. Archie should have been the captain the whole time. But I do like this version of Archie where he's not actually like, it's like, he's so normal. He's more like comic book Archie, I think, mm-hmm. than he is like original season of Riverdale Archie. Sure. Like, he's not edgy Archie at all. No. He's square Archie. Yeah. He's square Archie. Just normal guy. Nice guy. People like him, but nobody's like. He should be the president of school. N- nobody really thinks that much of him. Mm-hmm. You know? Not e- people aren't even aware that he's the hottest guy around. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Archie apologizes to Reggie. He truly didn't know racism was real. Mm. He's just a sex not, lamp. Not a smart man, but yeah. a very kind man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Reggie invites him out for a burger. And maybe they'll even see the fellas. Aww. That's the end of, the ep- of, of that storyline, rather. So where would you like to go? Next. Mm, uh, oh, the Veronica one. And the Kevin one? Is that all together? Uh, oh, yeah. the Ver- Sorry, yes. Workplace harassment is yes. Veronica and Kevin. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Veronica now owns the baby lion. Love it. And Archie introduces Reggie to everyone at school. And Veronica is like aggressively like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And uh, Cheryl is weirdly normal with him. Reggie more inquires to Betty and calls her neighbor. So he's pointed at Betty and Veronica's pointed at him. And Archie's, like, looking off in the distance, <laughs> like, gee, I like basketball. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad I made a new friend. Veronica's like, do you like movies? And he's like, no, not really. And he's like, come to my movie palace. And he's like, I don't really know what that is. And he's like, work for me. And he's like, jobs? Come on. Please. And she's just, and she's like, please, I'm so thirsty. I am dry. So dry. She can't wait until she has an employee to sexually harass. She sees, like, Jughead walking by with Tabitha, and she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I thought this was really funny because she was, like, the reason, well, we'll get there later. It's soon. Kevin comes by, baby lion, and asks Veronica if any of those jobs she was mentioning are available. And Veronica, like, has a yes, but, mm. but... Do you think Clay is attractive? <laughs> and do you want to scope him out for me and see if he's available? And if so, then you can work here. That's so creepy. I'm sure she didn't mean to say it. Like, you can't work here unless you do this for me. Right. Implied, though. It's a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's like, not back in the closet. <laughs> yep. Yep. Back in the production room above the auditorium. <laughs> so Jughead and Tabitha come by the movie theater to see a movie. Jughead orders a double-sized popcorn a large cola with extra ice, which is less cola. That's a medium cola. A large, which, yeah. Extra ice. That's yeah. just less soda. Well, I'm not a big ice person, so. Mm-mm, me neither. Yeah. I'll take mine without his ice. Uh, <laughs> two packs of senior mints, a butterflinger, 
Yeah, that one. Flinker. That one really got me. I laughed. A pack of mint bogos. What is that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, three buccaneers. Buccaneers. Musketeers. Musketeers. There we go. And a skit scat. Kit Kat. For himself. Yeah. He's like, do you want anything? I actually laughed out and, loud alone in the apartment when yeah. he said that. And it cost him 75 cents. So I did the, or not the math, but I just thought about this. So they were selling those Brad Rayberry, that's his name? Two bucks. Yeah, for two bucks a story. So I was like, how much would this be in a, in money? Like, not much money. Well, if I ordered all of that in a movie theater It'd be today, so expensive. it would cost me probably 60 to $70. Yeah, I was thinking that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's so expensive. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it's bad out it's there. It's really, yeah, absolutely. Maybe not with AMC stubs. I bought a Corona before I went to see Fast X. $30. Obviously. <laughs> it was like a $9 beer. Yeah. But so is like... Like the in a soda. bottle. They didn't even... It wasn't on draft. <laughs> I don't know if that makes it more or less expensive. But like a, a large soda is like $9. Yeah. And that's like a soda that you get from the machine. <laughs> like, do you have any idea how cheap that is to make? It's like so much... So little syrup and just seltzer. Oh my like, God. It's crazy. That is actually a weird thing to think about. Is yeah. like... Like once you start realizing how much every drink is just water combined with something. Yeah. I know. It's so expensive. <laughs> it's just it's just seltzer water with syrup. It's always been spicy syrup. It's spicy syrup. Fizzy syrup. I will always buy a drink at the movies, though. It just hits different. I always go for peanut M&Ms. Ugh, yeah. But even this time, I like halfway through the bag, I was like, that's enough M&Ms. That's yeah. too many M&Ms. Well, they give you so many. I used to like look at the back of the boxes and be like, oh, like... How many servings is this? And they'd be like, oh, maybe I'll have just like one serving. And then you know what? What are you talking I've about? Never no done one that. has ever measured out a serving no. and be like, and that's enough for me. I used to, but I used to look and be like, maybe. Because they, they decide what no. amount a serving is, and it's never enough. No, it's never the entire box and all I right. can possibly be eat. honest. Exactly. The only thing I sometimes can't finish is junior mints because I love them, but they're sometimes they are, but it's only it's because they're so refreshing that I sometimes can't finish a box. Because it feels like brushing your teeth. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. You just, sorry, I'm just thinking of the Seinfeld bit now. I don't know what the bit is. You don't know the bit? No, I don't watch Seinfeld. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, so there's an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry and Kramer are like, I don't even know the context, but they're like sure. in the above booth, like watching a surgery happen. I, why not? Sure. And Jerry has junior mints. And then one falls out of his hand into the body and they sew the guy up. And then the guy gets sick afterwards. And Jerry's like, wait, is it because there's a junior mint inside of him? It wasn't? (laughs) I I don't remember. I don't think so. It's a show about nothing. I would think that you would die, actually. I don't think you would The comedy is in him walking around this guy in the hospital and be like, but did they find out what it was? That's you know? really funny, actually. Yeah, no, that's good. But yeah, no, I think you would die. Just <laughs> you if have, I, a, have one of those in you? If anyone's trying that, don't. We put metal inside human bodies all the time. Yeah. Or plastic. Yeah, but I feel like we know, like... And it deteriorates anyway. Like, the human body deteriorates anything you put in it. I don't know. Here's my thinking, though. I feel like we, sp- like, put those things in a specific place. I don't know. You know what? If anybody knows the answer to this, I really genuinely do want to know, like, what happens if you sew up, like, a junior mint to someone? Like, what would happen? I feel like you'd die, but I don't know why. Get in the comments. Please, yeah. I'm sure everyone will have a, a very clear answer. Yeah. So Veronica tries to gossip with Clay with an earshot of Kevin, where she rewrites her story with Jughead and insults her home that she uh. redesigned... Yeah, this was fun. You're, you're responsible for his home. Yeah, and also, like, sorry he doesn't have a dad. You know why? Fuck you. Like, 
what's wrong with you? Like, she was so like, oh, he's like my new friend. He's like, lives just like me. He's alone in this world. And then he didn't want to make out with her for like a brief period of time. Because he was on a deadline. And also, I think it's funny that in this episode, he's like completely oblivious to her what he's doing with Tabitha. Totally. He's like, it's just cool to have friends. Right. <laughs> I do wonder if they are playing into the asexual thing or not. Very hard to tell. Hard to tell. It feels yeah. like it changes based on the episode. Yeah. It, it's almost like Veronica to him represented being sexual. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, I like writing books more. I know. I think it's like an interest as opposed to like a sexuality maybe. Like he's just not in that space right now. Yeah. But we don't know. She comes on to Clay. Uh, who skedaddles. <laughs> You're really loving this, the 50s it's slang. Yeah. Veronica, she asks uh, Kevin if he's seen Clay, and Kevin tells her to back off, because <laughs> Clay is gay, and so is he. And Veronica says she knew it. Yeah, this was a weird way to go about this, So Veronica. she gaslit Kevin into, or manipulated Kevin and Clay. She was playing them all along to make them reveal that they were gay. Yeah, that's uh, that was pretty fucked up, Which actually. Which is, uh, yeah, a pretty rude thing to do. What's going on over there with Stella? Hang on one second. She just messed up my wire. Oh, no, she did. Okay. Yeah, so Veronica was trying to out people, but only privately, which right. I didn't she think was right. She wanted to frustrate people into outing themselves to her right that's insane it's like not a cool thing to do no we're coming up on pride month right like it's fun and she's like excellent now i have two gay man friends good for me i just think it's the same energy kind of of her meeting kevin immediately in the pilot and being like you're gay thank god which didn't feel as bad then no but he also told her right you know yeah she didn't Make this happen. Well, she did it. He, she assumed initially, but then he. It was obvious to everyone. Yeah, right. It was obvious to everybody. Yeah. Which is his problem he's going through right now. Oh my god, I feel so bad for. And this is the first time I've ever liked Kevin. I think because, or maybe that's not true. I liked him in the first season. I liked him. I know. I think I stopped liking Kevin around the time he joined the cult. The cult was a real non-starter for Kevin. Yeah. He never fully bounced back from that because every moment after that, we're like, "Are we not gonna talk about that Kevin did this?" Right. Right. Veronica wants to know if Clay is maybe bi. No. <laughs> no, Veronica. So Reggie enters the baby lion. Veronica presumes he's here for her. He straight up forgot she worked there. And then she says, "I don't work there. I own it. I own I'm a here. business owner." <laughs> He's like, whatever. Let me know if there's gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I will then get involved in that. <laughs> she starts thinking. He asks for a small popcorn with no butter because he's training. Love that. He's on the house. And Veronica tells Kevin that Reggie just became her Moby Dick. She's like, watch out, Herman Melville. <laughs> yeah, so what does that mean? She's going to try to hunt him down? Yeah, she wants his dick. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. That's, I guess, sure. Anyway. <laughs> Hate it. Which is, yeah, it's uh, crazy. It's, it is, I do like the idea that this whole season storyline is Veronica, a virgin, increasingly frustrated yeah. that she can't land a single guy in this small town. It's true. Which really feels can. like a comic book strip character's story is like, what, what is going on? <laughs> it is true. I mean, the first episode, she really overplayed her hand, I think. The first, mm-hmm. like, three episodes. Yeah, she thought she would own this town. Yeah, no. She flew too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. She got burned. Her Icarus wings boiled off. <laughs> Veronica would get that. 
Veronica, yes, Veronica would be so on top of that. You want to check in with the River Vixens? I do want to check in with the River Vixens. At the basketball game, Tony catches Lizzo. Remember Lizzo, the adult who didn't graduate high school, who hangs out around high schools all the time, hitting on Tony specifically? She is always outside the high school. Yes, well, here she's at the gym at the basketball game. What if she's a parent? Staring at Tony. (laughs) Like, do we know for sure that she's not, like, 50? Unclear. Sorry, remember the family where the mom was the same age as her son? What? The actors that in season Wait, four. Yes. Oh my god. That family. Yes. That, the, um, that, I forget oh the name. God. But like Archie was like, they gotta be stopped. Let me put on a mask and fight them. Yes, what was their name? Oh, that's so annoying. Yes. They they were bad people. Right. The something but like we Googled oh. it. It's like, oh that mom, she's the if, same, she, same age, if yes. not old, if not younger than the son. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that was weird. So Cheryl and Tony hook up in their uniforms, and Cheryl's been thinking, what if they went steady? Did you notice that Cheryl's <laughs> lipstick? Not not even a smudge. Nowhere near her. Yeah. No. No. That's isn't that can you what a world. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. Tony doesn't understand how that could work. This, this for is them. This is my question about As Tony. A secret. Tony has been actively pursuing Cheryl. What did she think this was? <laughs> Cheryl was Tony was so pissed at Cheryl for keeping her a secret and for being secretive about like who she loves and it was like yeah. the whole thing. And Cheryl's finally like I am attracted Let's to you. Let's be open in a relationship. Yeah. And now Tony's like, whoa. Whoa. What you're are moving you, too fast. That's what not what are I you want. talking about? This felt extremely manufactured. Yes, I agree. Not, yeah, more than any other plot this week. This felt just like, oh, what can these two do this week? Not that it doesn't end in a more interesting place for Tony. It just, yes. it just didn't feel real. Well, the other thing is, Tony didn't join the Vixens because of Cheryl. Tony joined the Vixens on her own accord. Yeah, but it was also to spend more time with Cheryl. I guess. I don't know. I guess I saw it as Cheryl like, was like, I can't go out with you because I have River Vixen practice. And then Tony, and Tony went to joined River Vixen it. Practice. I guess, yeah. She was a Vixen, though, in the other timeline. So maybe I'm... Also like, for Cheryl, right? I can't remember if they started dating after or before that. I don't know. But I think she's a dancer in real life. So that's why I'm like, it makes sense. Well, Tony calls uh, going steady something that squares do. Okay. And Cheryl <laughs> thinks they're already steady anyway. Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, Hal tells Betty that the patriarchy wants her too busy to act out. So they're assigning her to the River Vixens. Love it. So just groaned. I know. I'm tired. <laughs> So Lizzo, Lizzo is outside of school, as she normally is. <laughs> she doesn't have a job. <laughs> to remind Tony that she's out, interested, and available, but not too emotionally available. <laughs> yeah, Lizzo. Then Tabitha comes back to town. So Tony asks about her secret Marvel movie. <gasps> One day we're going to find out what that was. It's going to be great. So, so inspired, fighting for morality and justice against Kang. Hey, how's the moral arc of the universe bending here? <laughs> so do you think, this is what somebody asked actually, so I'll, maybe I'll save it for next week. No, but, you can. Well, I was going to say, do you think this is really 50s Tabitha or do you think this is angel Tabitha? It's really 50s Tabitha. They just have the same personality. Yeah, interesting. She wasn't actually asking about the moral no, arc of the universe. That's me, but... It is funny that Tony's response is essentially, we're all horny. Yeah, yeah. We have not thought once about doing the right thing since you left town. Yeah. And that almost feels like Evan, the writer, being like, guys, we had an explicitly stated goal when we started this season. Have we all forgotten? And that's kind of what the Tony... The Tony arc is more about this. 
yeah. than it is about Cheryl specifically, which is why it ends in a pro-Cheryl place. You didn't have to break up with Cheryl to leave the River Vixens. She would have been fine with that. Well, I think it, it is interesting that, I mean, we will get there, but that she says part of it, part of her breaking up with Cheryl is that she's white. And I kind of wish we saw maybe how Tony has... Yes. doesn't have privilege that Cheryl has. So, like, the episode that starts the season with the Emmett Till stuff was co-written by uh, Danielle Amon. And Evan and Danielle are, as far as I can tell on IMDb, the writers of color on staff for Riverdale. And the episodes they're writing, set in the 50s, are dealing with race more explicitly. Sure. And every other episode written in the 50s says racism doesn't exist here. In the Riverdale universe? Basically, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cheryl announces they are assigning vixens to specific players to bake them food. I hate this. To help them with their homework. That's so annoying. To soft parent them. Yeah, right. (laughs) Parent parent the basketball players. Very creepy. Yeah, that's a that is a crazy like let's train girls to be wives kind of deal, you know? I do think I was thinking about this. I do think this is a thing that happens across the board even now in certain very yes. I don't think they, they would do it exactly like this but no. I think there is versions of this yeah there's like I don't even know even like the was... pep squad was like a thing in the past was your um was your school like heavy on the sports on any particular sport yes and no we had like pep rallies and stuff for basketball football we had a pool in the school and I was on the swim team not that we did anything big for swim team yeah and robotics we like hosted a bunch of robotics competitions too that's fun I think we were good at everything it doesn't seem like we were huge at anything specific right yeah I see for us we were not I and I don't know if maybe people who were actually on the sports teams would disagree with this um like we did have some standout players like we had I don't know players like track we had some really good people on track whatever but we were not a basketball school we were not a football school i don't really remember anybody ever going to the games yeah um at all so and we did have cheerleaders but it was almost more like the cheerleaders were like cheerleading for their own sake you know like for competitions but not yeah and that's just like being kids though is like i don't think we could process how it all ties together sure the weird thing is i think a lot like if i could redo high school i would have done football I would have also done football, yes. Interesting. Just kidding. <laughs> and I think it was like one of those things where I was like, I'm a nerd, so I choose no sports. Like, that Amazing. was kind of like the attitude I had for And I was it. like, I have no discernible skills. Yeah. So I like didn't pay a lot of attention, so I can't say for sure. But yeah. Like, I mean, there was so, there was a ton of athletics at the school. There were, I guess for us, it was like there were, like there were people on the football team, but like if you weren't on it, it like you didn't go to the game. Like it oh, was we, not. We had like. We went to games. Yeah, we didn't. I think that we had like a homecoming game, but it was right next to the homecoming carnival. We did have a carnival. Cool. Yeah, the carnival was fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but we did not really have, you know, and I think the carnival is just like a fundraising thing. Because like you go yeah. to the carnival. Oh, I, I'm going to be back east and I think I'll be back east for the carnival in October. In which episode? Oh, okay, great. We'll October. Be done with this. Yeah, I think we'll be done. I'm pretty sure. Oh, um, God, who knows actually. Unless a writer strike really messes it up, Jacob did no, say. No, they shot all this already, didn't they? I Jacob said that they're that they're still shooting now. Honestly, just let him finish. Just I let think, him I go. Think, I, let us go. It would be funny <laughs> if if the writers were like, honestly, we don't want to. We just want it to be done. Let's just. Well, it, they do shoot in Canada, and I have a feeling 
you want to know something interesting? American Horror Story was filming like in my hometown when I was there. And I thought that was really interesting because it's not filming in New York or LA. Uh, I mean, it's New York, but not like I the city. I hear stories about productions putting out call sheets and then being like, psych, that's not the call time. Yeah. And like, calling everyone individually to get to whatever, to do like a 3 a.m. call so that they can't be picketed. Yeah, and it's all messy and bad. That's wild, man. Yeah. That Beth is out there and they're like, we got to get someone out to Paramount at four in the morning. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Whoa, horny teens. Um, <laughs> River Vixens talking to Tabitha. Tony yeah. breaks up with Cheryl and the Vixens. Cheryl seems so sad, but so normal sad and not crazy Cheryl sad, where she's going to light everything Cheryl on fire. Cheryl is aggressively normal this week. Yeah. Healthy, even. Yeah. Wow. So no one knows where the real Cheryl is. Yeah. Reggie tells Betty that she does not need to help him with his homework or the other Vixen stuff. And she tells him this is her punishment for being too sexy. <laughs> and then Reggie wriggles away because he's a virgin. Yeah, he seems like very anti-Betty's whole deal. And she seems yes, so although, embarrassed. I, I do think it is like a, if, if you are around a white girl who's who's getting like that toward... It, 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 that can be threatening if you're not white, especially right after Emma Till. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they don't say that, but I do wonder if that was part of it. There is a lot unsaid yeah. in this episode. For how straight up the Blossoms were, there's a lot unsaid in this episode. Yeah. Tony wants to start a literary club for Riverdale's black students. So she gathers all three named teens of color. Right. And she tells them she broke up with Cheryl and is excited to make a difference. So how many people know about her and Cheryl also? Three. Three people. I okay. guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clay tells her being with a white person doesn't have to be impossible. And he and Kevin have been doing it for four he days. Kevin, we've been, for, a lot, for the past long weekend, we've been making it work. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to do really well. He's going through hell and we don't talk about it. Right, but... right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a bad time. Tony then sees Cheryl after school and the way they talk, it's like it's been months. They're like, how, how, how have you been? I know, it's been like... How have the last three hours treated you? Right, it was like Tuesday to Wednesday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, this is intercutting with, again, Tabitha and Jughead on one day. Right. One day over one date. and Or one date over one day. And Reggie and Argy being like, weeks of basketball is going <laughs> by. It's the time travel math. Mm-hmm. Tony petitions for her club and Cheryl supports her, but it'll have to go through the patriarchy. Unless it doesn't. Unless it doesn't. Cheryl asks if the breakup was due to race. And... Tony is like, yes, but not also really. Part of it. Yeah. I think that is an interesting thing to explore, but it does kind of feel... It's also class. Yeah, it's a lot in of your things. house. You asked me to live in your house full time to never, ever leave. <laughs> different timeline, John. Didn't like... Oh, oh shit. My yeah, bad. <laughs> different timeline. That was weird, though. That was weird. I do really like Cheryl and Tony better, I think, in this timeline than I ever have. As much as I love them getting together when I predicted that they would be in love. I do feel like they're really. I know you like words. being right. I love being right. No, I don't like being right. That's an insane thing to say. I love being right. And do you have any idea how high I get being right about this time and time and time again? Amazing. I do because I'm always right about the murder. See, think about it this way. It's it's better for me though. It, I it hits different. 
<laughs> it just does. You're just you just wouldn't understand. The, the marriage. My experience is not universal. <laughs> no, no, I'm the only one who enjoys being right. The only one ever. Archie says howdy doody to Be- to Betty. Wow. Asked her how it is being a paper shaker. I, I guess it's because they were made of paper. They were, yeah. Now they're made maybe, of plastic. Yeah, I don't even know if at that time they were still made of paper, but. Yeah, it, I guess maybe maybe it's still paper sometimes. Well, she doesn't think it'll last much longer. Mm, yeah. When Alice learns she's been assigned to Reggie, she assumes she'll shut it all down. Great. Archie is called over the patriarchy to uh, hear about all that racism, which uh, Cheryl also overhears. And she's like, I didn't know my entire family was racist. She said they were monstrous that in other ways. never came up before in all my years. All 30 of them. Yeah, <laughs> all 30 years on this planet. Cheryl personally funds Tony's society with Blossom money. And Tony invites her to the darkroom after practice to talk about trying again, as if it's been years. <laughs> that was yesterday. Yeah. What if you thought if we just like gave it another shot? You mean got back together? Immediately, yes. Like just erase, yeah, we could just erase the last six right. hours. You could just pretend that that breakup didn't Why are you happen? overthinking this? That is the River Vixen plot. Oh, wow. So what we at now? Tughead. Tughead. So this right. is the final one? Right. So Tug- wow. Tabitha goes over to Jughead and says, hey, we were going to have a whole thing, yeah. right? We yeah. were gonna, you were going to send me schoolwork. It was going to be a t- whole thing. What happened to that? And I like, like that. Two comic book series and a double homicide. <laughs> she's like, it's fine. It turns out nothing matters. So right. it's fine. <laughs> we just decided to wash that one away. I also which think. Which feels like Evan sitting down to write and be like, guys. Did we forget about this? Danielle and I thing. set a thing up and then no one followed through. All right. <laughs> Gotta write it out. Well, the other thing that is hilarious is that uh, Tabitha has so many other friends at the school she could have asked who seem like responsible. They could have also just played it as Jughead forgot because the right. other Jughead offered. Oh, yeah. Did he? Jughead yes. had his memory when he was like, hey, what's up? Oh, yeah, that's why. Oh, interesting. Anyway. Yeah. He name drops Brad Rayberry. He's like, I know Brad Rayberry. She's like, <laughs> not for he, long. He lives in town. She geeks out. It's very cute when two awkwards mutually decide to hang out. It's very I like cute. It. it feels like she knows, or she's like, I'm on a date with Jughead. And Jughead's like, this cool girl wants to hang out for a little bit later. Nice. We're just going to hang out. <laughs> oh, Jughead. But Brad can't meet Tabitha and Jughead because he was murdered by a milkman. Right, of course. I mean, they don't probably. say that, but probably, yeah. Or it's Ethel, just saying. It could still be Ethel. Then who was that guy last episode? I don't know. You watched last episode? I did, but you know what? I don't remember. How about a movie? And she's like, we're on a date. And he's like, I don't know about that. Yeah, sure. And then at their house, Tabitha gives Jughead a copy of Dark Water by W.E.B. Du Bois. Okay. You know anything about this one? No. Apparently a collection of short stories. Cool. But she suggests The Comet. Which had my ears perk up. I know, me too. And then, no. It's like a real, apparently it's a real story. It is interesting that this section, they are using a real person's name in a real book. Yeah. Whereas earlier, all the fake candy and stuff. It's just, and, and Brad, it's like weird when they right. choose. Well, maybe it's a hint that this is from the, no. No, nothing's sense. a hint. They, it's well, been silly forever. And then they're like, we have to talk about serious race stuff and we're going to stop being silly now. That is true. But I do think the comet has to be a clue. Yes, there's a reason they picked the story, but yeah. it is probably someone like was maybe Evan, but was like reading this or learning about this story that W.B. Du Bois wrote and be like, holy shit. Yeah, we gotta do this. Yeah. Comet hit, hits New York City and kills everybody except for an interracial duo. 
who form a relationship. So nothing so specific that it like makes any pangs of memory. Right, come. we've and got it's not like no Tabitha pangs. looks around and is like, what's that? And points to a beanie anywhere. But <laughs> she does ask if they could read it together that night aloud, which a wild concept. I, I really don't like that as a date idea. I think that's really weird. That sounds really boring, and I feel like I'm gonna yeah. fall asleep during yeah. it. Yeah, it's like listening to an audiobook with somebody. It's like, yeah. never great. So Jughead stayed up all night reading with Tabitha. He goes to Brad's to catch up and finds Sheriff Keller there. Oh, no. Brad Rayberry is dead. He killed himself writing, I can no longer continue living this way. Your kid's like, with me as his son? (laughs) Oh, the mentor-menteeship really ended in a bad, bad way. And that is the end of the episode. Yikes. Wow. I really like that actor, and I liked him. And he'll never publish his book. Oh, no, his book. Maybe Jughead will do it for him. It would be funny if, like, it turned out that book was literally just the previous seasons of Riverdale. That would be so funny. And Jughead did steal those, too. Huh. Remember how there's a guy living in a bunker in a basement that's Jughead and that he's writing the stories of Riverdale? No, he's... Oh, yeah, he is. He lost the plot a while ago. Yeah, wow. Check in on him. He's like, I don't... I don't know. No, I, do you needs, know how hard it is to keep this stuff going? <laughs> he needs a recap podcast. I thought he was writing River Vale, though. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Why wouldn't you know that? I don't know. How how did they not make that clear enough for you? <laughs> it's so confusing. The names are so similar. Also, I still don't really get what River Vale was. <laughs> I still am not totally sure. A very sure. loose experiment. They're like, this is different. And I'm watching me like, it's really not that different from how your show is. And then the show proceeded to be more different than right. it ever was after that. It's so weird to think that there was a time where the idea of anything supernatural happening on Riverdale at all would have been like bizarre. Well, it, it, it is funny that we've reached a point where, because like when we started, you'd be like, zombies are coming. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. Yeah, that now you're cannot like, happen. And then last week I'm like, that milkman might be a car- cartoon character drawn to life from a comic book panel. And Beth is like, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. I can't rule that out. No, I know. And it's like literally, the show is so different. And it's still, it's still the same show, but it's so not, and so weird. It's, it's like all of our ex- if they had never done last season, uh huh. Not that they could have created this season out of nothing, but like it wouldn't have felt. the The kind of stories they're telling are more in line with everything else they've done before, right? Than specifically season six. Which is like the one where you're like, was this ever a normal show? <laughs> and like starts starts changing everything in your mind. And it, but it's like so much of Riverdale was trying to explain away things that seemed supernatural and just weren't that it's so weird that now it's like literally anything can happen, anything, anything also, at all. But also because of the fifties, not that much is really going to happen unless they're not interested yeah. in doing too much either, very specifically. Um, but if at any point a black hole opened in the center of Riverdale, you'd be like, yeah. Do you want to do uh, outfits or best boy? Mm, best First. boy. All right. Reggie? Yeah. Well, Reggie and, and then Archie. Archie. Yeah. The uh, boys. Uh, uh, the girls. Tabitha was great. Yeah. Uh, the boys came off really well this week. Even Clay was like, hey, maybe you don't have to break up with Cheryl for no reason. Tony right. was like, what a concept. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Tabitha was good in 
I wish he had admonished more people and be like, we were supposed to be social justicing. And they're like, we were too horny. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she has a meeting. She just yells at everyone. Yeah. It's like, I've been on tour for the last like 10 weeks. Why are you all so horny? <laughs> oh, Tabitha. I love her. I actually really liked her outfit, speaking of best dress. Mm-hmm. I like her glasses and her little like haircut. is cute. Very cute. Uh, who else? I got to give a special shout out to KJ Appa because I don't think anyone's... We have not acknowledged yet that he is wearing the sweater. Oh. The R sweater that comic book Archie consistently wore. He's got multiples of them. Wow. And they look great. I mean, he has that lucky male body type where it's like, oh, if you put anything on him... It'll look good. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. He can just... He's got the V, the triangle form. Yeah. Know. He's 30. He's least. an adult man with yeah. a child. Yeah. 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 But he looks cute in R sweaters. He does look cute. He's yeah. a cute boy. I've never yeah, really... Yeah cared about Archie and I've always loved KJ Alba never really cared about Archie until this season and I'm like maybe last season but I love him right he's great and we can guess who's back we got Reggie back (gasps) we got Brett back we got Tabitha Tabitha back from a mildly extended absence but less extended than Reggie's absence the Kevin stuff was last week where they forced him to have a prostitute Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Sex worker. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. And she was like, "I'm really in it for the sex. Please yeah. don't deny me the sex. I know you paid me, but if I'm not having sex, then we have a problem." That was so terrible. That yeah, was a really weird yeah. thing. I think you know. I just forgot that that was. I liked it though. I thought it was a strong <laughs> episode. It was a great um, episode. Kevin gave a great performance. It is like anytime we send her Kevin a narrative, it's like, "What if he was dying inside?" Yeah. And we're like, "Whoa, do less." Yeah, he was. He. <laughs> what gave if he had like though? a nice weekend with his friends? <laughs> no, no, not Kevin. Not for Kevin. And Katie Keene, he had nice weekends. You did you you listen to last week's episode? I have not finished last week's episode. Did so. you get to the part where we talked about how difficult it would have been to shoot the commercial for the uh, movie theater? No, but I'm going to. I will finish. Let me clarify. I will finish your episode with Beth. However, I barely had any time to watch the two episodes of Riverdale, so I wanted to make sure I got that done. Mm-hmm. But I did start listening to it. I came home at one o'clock in the morning and I uploaded that's on it. Me. That's on me. No, that's not me. It's on the CW. Yeah, let's blame the CW. What is this channel anymore? They canceled... Uh, I mean, not that I'm surprised they canceled the Winchesters. The Winchesters never should have been picked up. But right, well, that's Then they whole... canceled Kung Fu as well. Mm. Well, I think... It's weird they haven't officially announced that Superman and Lois is dead, but I'm pretty sure that show is dead after this season. Well, at least hopefully they won't wipe it from existence like I Disney just, Plus I is do, doing. I do hope they're wrong, you know? I hope mm. Nexstar is like, and now the new CW and nobody watches... I, just, uh, I know. And, uh, it's selfish. I just don't believe there's that big of an audience for reality TV. And I know I'm wrong. Well, You could tell me I'm wrong, but I don't want to believe you. There's a, I would say there's a big audience for certain reality TV. I don't know if there's a big audience for just reality well, TV. I just don't think I've ever seen, not since like early Survivor, I've never seen someone intently watch a reality TV show. Oh man, you're not on Vanderpump Rules drama then. I, apparently not. <laughs> I've only ever seen I've only ever seen someone put on a reality TV show, curl up on their couch and then look at their phone the entire time the reality TV show plays on the TV. And to me, I understand that that is ratings, but I don't yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't really think that's the goal. Yeah, I will say that there are certain reality shows that really do great. I don't know if The Bachelor does great anymore. Um, Vanderpump Rules, I think, had a resurgence this season because there's a lot of drama happening. And that show goes down real smooth. I started watching it. I was like, I get it. Smooth. But 
I don't, and Survivor, I think, still does okay. People still love Survivor. I mean, people do watch reality TV, but I do think that fandom, if it's not The Bachelor or Vanderpump Rules are like below deck, maybe it's not as vocal. So it's hard to tell. But Middle America doesn't tweet, I guess, and still watches. I think Middle America might have Rumor Mill. <laughs> okay, Rumor Mill. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> not a lot. So, the milkman killed Ray Bradbury? Ray Bradbury? Burberry. Yeah. Burberry. <laughs> okay, cool. Sad for him that he died. Yes. Why would they kill him? I think because of the comic books. Okay. I think it's like... Uh, Art is corrupting our children and we got to stop it kind of thing. I think I do think the patriarchy ordered his death mm. for whatever reason. So, but do you think the same thing with Ethel's parents? No, I have no idea what that was. Yeah, that is weird. Are we sure it wasn't Ethel? It's, we have never seen the bodies nor the crime scene. So <laughs> they dragged a giant wood chipper into the living room. That's why you don't see the bodies. We don't know. We don't know. They won't talk about it. Not a single one of these kids wants to solve the crime. So what is going on? Is it going to be like Angel Tabitha shows to be like, someone has to want to solve this crime and like change Betty and Jughead into themselves or something? Oh, I think that would be so fun. I think it would be a fun bit if some of them started like coming in and out of a different consciousness. Yeah. To be like who who this week gets to be normal in the fifties would be kind of that would be really an fun. interesting bit. Yeah, because like to put Cheryl in this world at any point and be aware of herself would be really entertaining. Yeah. She'd be like, who the fuck are you? To Julian, he'd be like, <laughs> I'm an asshole, and she'd be like, Oh yeah, I can see. Right, right. Are you the doll? Yeah, my other brother was way better than you. Yeah, quiet mm-hmm. man. Be like, I ate him. In the Oh, oh, I hate when people talk about that, but I do know it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited that Reggie is here. He's great. I'm fully expecting them to forget that they introduced a basketball story. Mm, Until maybe they'll do like one more, like it's the end of the season type game. And you know what they won't do because we haven't done that in a while is have someone like singing a song and (gasps) cutting from one to the other. Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. Yes, but like a 50s version. Oh, that'd be a fun '50s version. I um, can see it. Yeah, I think Re- I, I I think there might be a love triangle forming between Reggie, Betty, and Veronica, which is interesting. I love that Betty and Veronica are friends, though, and I do hope that they're not gonna get sucked into like something really petty, or they can as long as they're still talking to each other. And I have to assume that who knows what Tabitha was like off doing, but I do feel more confident that the plot might move forward once she's in town again. Just because for one reason or another, Jughead is the plot guy. Yeah. And if he needs someone to talk to, it's usually her. Yeah. And there's another Tabitha who does know everything. Wherever she is. Um, And I wish I could buy all of my food at the movie theater for 75 cents i think that would be incredible yeah that's like half a story can you imagine yeah half of what it's a half a story it's half a brave bradbury story <laughs> brave brad bayberry is that right brad rayberry which one is it who do you know the real author's name ray bradbury right so just so, switch ray and brad around brad, brad rayberry. rayberry okay that's easier thank you that is helpful ray bradbury cool brave brad damn it ray bradbury 
So I just pulled up the uh, trailer for next week, which I hadn't oh, seen yet. Oh, let's you watch it. check it out? Yeah, I haven't watched it. Uh, it's going to be titled Betty and Veronica Double Digest. Oh, I love that. I bet it's going to be about Betty and Veronica. Oh, fuck. Huh. Okay. So Betty and Veronica made out. So, um, remember when I said, I, I mentioned it like, oh, this show's really horny. Right, uh, yeah. And like every episode they're like, but can we be hornier? And they can. That trailer is again, it's a dare to mm. be like, we're even hornier than you thought we were. Yes. Yes. And again, I'm like, cool, where is this going? I don't know, but they're really horny. Betty is going to just keep asserting her horniness until <laughs> what? Where does that end? I will say that Lily Reinhardt has essentially said the same thing in interviews where she's like, Betty is really horny this season. <laughs> like, that is the arc. I don't know. I, they've, I've heard they have at least four episodes left to finish filming. It's just like 2020 all over yes, again. So It'll be a year before those I four episodes know. come out and it'll be like the two-hour movie event. I would kind of like that. It'd be kind of fun. But we'll see. Who knows? What are yeah. you watching? Okay, so I was going to say Vanderpump Rules, but I, I'm i not watching. I My sister is very into Vanderpump Rules. Lots of people are very into it. But when I was back east, I watched Vanderpump Rules, like the first four episodes of the first season at my friend Courtney's house, and I am really enjoying it. But that is not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is the season three premiere of the other two. On HBO Max. Oh, good, because I've seen that. Okay, yes. With I, the Barbicado family. Oh my god, it's so... <laughs> that show is like... I think that show might be the funniest show I've ever seen. I love it so much. I love all of the characters. And the first... I mean, I know you've seen it. So, But yeah. the first episode of the third season, it took a very long break between seasons. And so... Season two ends with... Yeah, what... The main characters, Carrie and... I forget the daughter's name. Oh my god, uh, what is her name? I just watched it. Brooke? Brooke. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of hitting a new stride of success where like Brooke is becoming a manager and doing well and Carrie gets cast in a big movie and it kind of <laughs> leaves on the, the brother and the mom and kind of insinuates mm-hmm. they might be the other two moving forward. But it does, it kind of resets itself probably because it's been so long. Yeah. So I think like the last season, the family kind of seemed like on the outs with each yeah. other, but they kind of just reset that. It's been right. like two years. So the bit is that Carrie's movie had the most COVID <laughs> shutdowns of any other movie. The <clears> art department and, died. And, it was awful. And is going to be on Hulu, not in a movie theater. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and I just love how they always give the characters like kind of a problem that is relatable, but also so stupid. Like Brooke, Brooke's uh, fiance what decided to be a nurse during the pandemic and keeps getting complimented from everyone like thank you for your service like blah 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 i love that actor and he's so, so good he's so funny so brooke went from being like you know kind of failing at you know i think she was like a real right. estate agent she's successful but not morally loved exactly. like he is but and like, that makes her mad like every single episode every single season she has like a new reason why she's like constantly striving to be better yeah and failing at it right and she just is so bitter about it and it's so funny just to watch her like flounder and kind of fuck herself over every every single season and ugh, it's just so good it's such a fun commentary on like entertainment but also just like great characters. Yeah, Everyone's like Harry's hilarious. bit in the whole episode is that he just wants to watch the movie <laughs> with his friends, 
And like when he really explains himself, you're like, I don't know if this is like coming from the best place inside, but oh, I hope you get is. that and it and it and it satiates you and it doesn't. He gets it and it does not satiate him. And at the end you just see him scrolling Twitter reading reviews. Which is that it's the thing I love from TV where I'm watching something that's not really like explaining what it's doing and I'm like, oh, I know what this means. Exactly. Oh no. Yeah. And as someone who often reads the comments, I understand. But of course, our audience is so nice. They actually are most of the time. Yeah. I, there's, there's been a few mean comments. Liberals making podcasts. I feel like people, they see their way out. They do see their way out. Like, yeah. you wouldn't still be listening at this point. Totally. Totally. I'd be, I mean, be amazed if we have rage listeners this far in. Yeah, that would be crazy. Please turn us off. You have better things to do with your day. I respect you enough to tell you that. I think that, like, my thing with mean comments, so I was just talking to Monica about this. Like, if you don't like something, move along. Like, even if you... Yeah, why, why do you have to tell the person that you don't right, like it? Right, exactly. Like... There are exceptions where it's like, for example, like I'll comment on something if I feel like it's a valuable criticism in a way, like, or something like feels like, oh, hey, that's actually not the the truth about this. But I would never, like, I'm not going to go in the comments of like a Ben Shapiro video and be like, you're a bad person, Ben Shapiro, because it's not for me. And I don't want to engage with like someone who I just don't agree with and at I've all. I've tried it. It doesn't work. It won't no, make him stop. It's not going to make him stop. So... I mean, not to say that we're anything like that, but, like, it's just so... It's not worth it, even if that person is awful. But if that person is just somebody that you're not interested in or you don't care for, like, move on. Like, it's not... There's no benefit to it most of the time. And I've learned this. I don't comment on podcasts I don't like. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Please be nice. If you can, but no pressure. So, no worries if not. What are you watching, John? Uh, it's actually what am I playing? What are you playing, John? The Legend of Zelda. Wait, is that already out? Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, do you, wait, it's not Tears of the It's probably Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. But this, the Tears. kingdom does get torn up. <laughs> yeah, wait. Dude, it's huh. incredible. I was so And confident. I liked Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But, like, I had not, we had talked about this, I hadn't finished it. Right. And then I, like, went in and I beat. Ganon. You did it? You finally did it? By the way, the whole problem was that I had no one before in the game had made me parry, and then Ganon's like, you can't hurt me unless you parry me once. So I had to learn to parry fighting the final boss. And they drive you in the middle of the field in the easiest fight I've ever done. Right, that's how it's I like, feel. like, I'm yes. not even going to shoot at you. I'm just going to shoot indiscriminately while you ride around me on a horse and kill me. Yeah, it's And it, there was a much better version of that in Twilight Princess. But <clears throat> then I immediately start the new one. Okay. Which opens with like whoops we woke up ganondorf the hot sexy human version <laughs> and the entire kingdom like splits between the normal map which is the ground okay floating islands in the sky that's fun and an underground cool. that is as big as the overworld so is it bigger than breath of the wild it's like three times the size that's crazy how do people draw that much stuff well, it's mostly the same. The main, the center main world map is the same one. So it's just it's, more. It is okay. a sequel. It is basically just more Breath of the Wild. Okay. But Breath of the Wild is kind of perfect. So I'm okay with that. And then the thing is they do give you, the abilities they give you in the game, because you lose a lot of the like ice, magnet, whatever yeah. stuff in the previous game. Every ability they give you in this game 
feels like a cheat code. Oh, okay. We have an ability called Ultra Hand, which is you can pick up objects and attach them to other objects and build things. That's fine. And for me, I, I like might struggle to build a cart, but oh. it's more of like a patience thing. Some people online have built like realistic bomber jets. Oh. That they can fly around the map and like destroy their enemies through. How would you? What would you put together for that? They have gliders and fans oh. and and missiles and. Is it relatively simple to figure that out? Do you need an engineering degree for this game? I, you know, I think I think it's a little bit of STEM yeah. teaching. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's an ability you get that lets you swim through the roof of buildings and just okay. appear up top on top of stuff. So like. Simple. Getting rid of platforming almost entirely. Yeah, that's a lot easier. Uh, yeah, there's the, all of the weapons are ruined, like the entire game. They break the Master Sword. Makes me pretty oh, upset. Yeah. I like that sword. Sure. So the the mechanic is that you can just start combining your swords with like any item you find around. So like you can just find a rock, and now your sword has a rock on the end, and you hit things that's with a rock. That's fine. Oh, that'll be fun. I did like like the the recipes. From that's the first. back. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. and that's a little bit better now, where you can click on. Uh, food item and if you've cooked anything with it before it remembers all the recipes you cooked you can Easy. just quickly pick that yeah which is good because like i never really figured out how deep the system went you know because i was like putting things like i know what this cooks in real life and yeah. i was like actually you cooked this yeah no that's not an apple pie actually well the one thing i had the issue that i had with breath of the wild was that i felt like the mini like the mini um temples or whatever you wanted to the call shrines. them the shrines were not very unique in the way that the other stuff was. Like, I felt like the world felt very similar um, across the board as opposed to... I mean, there was, like, you know, different terrain and stuff, but it didn't feel like, oh, we're in, like, different places. Well, the yeah. shrines are all the same on the inside, right? right? Yeah, That's the same here, too. Yeah, I don't like that. It's the one thing I didn't like. Because hmm. it was just, like, make them different. Like, you have all this other stuff going on. Do a different thing. Yes. Uh, I can I can agree with that as much. The shrines are fine. They're whatever. Yeah. yeah, I have not continued very far in the main plot. I'm having too much fun dicking around. I cool. put What is the main a... plot? Zelda has gone missing. Of course. I think it's a time travel thing. Fun. Uh, there is a race of sky people who might be aliens. They'll probably never tell me one way or the other. Cool. And I gotta go to four places where things are happening. Great. <laughs> it is much vaguer. Breath of the Wild was pretty upfront where it's like, yeah. you gotta find these four zords. And that's the only way you can fight Calamity Ganon. And this cool. one's like, yeah, stuff's going on. You should check out these four locations. And Figure it out. maybe some answers will pop up during that. Yeah. Aliens are a thing in the Zelda game. I kind of, because like Breath of the Wild insists that there was a technologically advanced time period in their past and that they might have even lived during it. Although then they show flashbacks and it doesn't seem to be that yeah. technologically advanced. And then in this, the sky people are like even more technologically advanced than that. And I kind of just want them to make a sci-fi Zelda game. Yeah. it's yeah, Like they're... why not? Like break a barrier at that point, just set it in more of a modern science fiction Final Fantasy-esque time. Well, it feels very like the magic and the sci-fi are kind of they, blended in Breath of the it Wild. Is, it is that bit of like, 
advanced enough science looks like magic. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's all kind of the same to a point. Yeah, for sure. That's fun. And they're just like, in ancient times, we were more advanced, which is like a bit in everything now. Yeah. Every Everything with a lot of lore eventually gets to like, ah, oh, but things were really rocking out a million years ago. Have you ever heard of this theory that's like um, the great, I think it's called like the great barrier. And this is like a, a science-y thing where, okay, so like, you know how the idea that we haven't, quote unquote met any aliens yet let's yeah. say let's say that's completely true and then we haven't met any aliens right let's pretend alf is just a puppet right exactly <laughs> we know he's he's cats isn't he yeah it's fucked up are we so there's like a point of no return right so it's like let's say there's aliens technically if everywhere if we meet them we can never unmeet them no it's like the idea that okay what am i trying to make i explain this so let's the planets are very far away from each other but let's say that there are there is the ability um for intelligent life to meet each other if they have like the technology right mm-hmm. so the idea is that there is something that happens like an um an extinction event that happens at some point either in the future or in the past where we are no longer technologically advanced we never reach the point of technological advancement to be able to meet each other and the question is whether we've already, whether we're coming up to that or whether it's already behind us. And I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but like, does that make sense? Um, Not really, because I didn't explain it well. It made sense in the video I watched. I thought I understood it for a second, and then I'm like trying to organize my thoughts and realizing, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send you what a video. What are you saying? Basically, the idea is that the reason we haven't yet met intelligent life is either because there is something that happens with other intelligent life where they there's a something happens so that they can't advance far enough in technology to be able to meet us so that's an extinction event something going on there where it's like they can't break for a them or for us for both of us you're saying maybe we haven't met aliens because of reasons but are those reasons in the past or the future yeah kind of yeah it's hard to explain. That feels like a nothing theory to me. I'm going to send you the video because I'm not explaining it well. I can't even organize my thoughts enough to explain what I mean. But it is interesting when somebody who knows the theory very well explains it. But yeah, I like the aliens in, uh, in uh, what's it called? O- Ocarina of Time? No, Medora's Mask on the farm with the cows. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. There were aliens that you had to, on Ramona's ranch, you had to like the shoot down. Actually aliens? Yeah, and Zelda. Yeah, they had they looked like angels, but they were aliens, and like they had they came at like midnight, and you had to like get on a pona and like shoot them down with arrows. Huh. It was a really fun one. Yeah, but then sometimes you lost, and if you lost, they would like suck up the little girl into the. Cl- it was really scary, actually. You don't want to lose, and all the cows, and then everybody would be sad, and then you couldn't move forward, and you had to reset the game. So, yeah, it was fun. I love that game. Yeah, it's always been that one for you, right? Always been that one for me. But you played Breath of the Wild? Yes. I watched... Are you going to play the new one? Yeah, I, Ian and I probably will play it together. Ian usually holds the controls. Oh. Yeah. I really <laughs> like watching people play video games. It's really fun. That is so weird to me. So, I like, understand. I remember being a kid, sitting on the couch, people playing Smash Bros. or Mario Kart or whatever, being like, boy, I really wish I was playing the game right now. Well, And, and yeah. now there's a whole generation that's like, I love watching other people do this thing. 
And for me, it's got to be edited so well yeah. for it to be entertaining to watch anybody else play a game I would rather be playing. See, I think the difference is, though, it depends on the game. Like, I'm not going to watch somebody play Mario Kart. I would want to play that. But if it's a story-based game that has, like, a lot of cutscenes and, like, it's not so much about, oh, the skill to do something. It's kind of, like, moving through the the game. Interesting. That is what... not what people do on Twitch. Oh, they just watch them play the game? It's like, well, yeah, you're going to play Call of Duty for seven hours. That's and I'll check in so and watch. time. But I have to, maybe it's just like reality TV. Are they watching or are they sitting with a phone in their hand while it's playing in the background? Probably the second one, I would think. I don't know. But it's fun if you can watch it like a movie. And also you can like talk to your friend and be like, oh, we should go that way. Oh, we should go that way. But if you're playing like a game like Smash Brothers or something, like that's annoying. Like, give me the controller. Why can't I play? Yeah. There's not another controller? It's fucked up. You should have thought about that before you had us all over and watched exactly. you play this party game. Exactly. It's really insane. That there's not even a second controller. That's a little maybe, maybe we play Jackbox instead. Why I don't we turn Jackbox. that off? Jackbox is the great equalizer. I fucking love that game. We play good games on Jackbox at your party, by the yeah. way. Those yeah. good ones. It's always a struggle to get people to do the ones that you have to like stand up and do a presentation for, but I think they're way more fun. They are very fun. I thought I did a great job. Because, like, Quiplash has, is, has worn on me over the years, I feel like. It's fun. It can be fun, but you can't play, like, hours on it. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, and and you never want to repeat yourself. Yeah. Unless that's a strategy. Mm. Just saying. Right. Unless you get a recurring bit going. And then it can be dangerous and everyone starts trying to do it. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway. John, where can they find you? I forgot to do that last week. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh, wait, no. You could find her on the picket lines. That's right. That's oh, nice. Clever. Um, guess you can find me on TikTok now when I've uploaded anything. Yay. Just like normal. Cool. I don't like being a regular uploader of things. You don't have to be, John. As always, you can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. It's really fun over there. I respond to you. It's nice. I like it. That's all. All right. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week.